are now tuned in Two from Houston with Love, where we give you a balanced perspective of arts, culture, and what's going on locally in the city of Houston. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter at From Hue with Love. Brought to you by RIK, Lovers I Know, at IllMatterMedia.com. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Greetings, space cadets and all Houstonians. This is your man, D-Rose, a.k.a. Cashmere Dunn, a.k.a. Wellington Stackwell, a.k.a. Mimosa Sosa, because nobody does it closer than I do. I've been having a wonderful week. We are very energetic, fresh off the set, ready to get it correct, and on set, D-Randall, take it away. D-Randall causing a scandal. Look at these hoes. Don't tell me your business, because I keep a dossier on everybody. <laughs> I know your weaknesses. <laughs> like that. Dossier. I'm shutting down the Justice League. Like that shit. That's how we do it, man. Yeah. I'm going to put cases on all you bitches. <laughs> all <And> you niggas. <laughs> um, yeah, that's how we that's how we rock it, man. Um, I'm just glad to be here. We also rock it with. D-Ray, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Donny Bravo. Save your applause, a.k.a. Combo number one, a.k.a. The Slap Bronze Champion, a.k.a. The nigga that does his damn thing all day, every day that ends with a Y. Yes, I'm back with my guys. It's another episode of From Houston With Love. We come back in. We taking names and kicking asses and kicking asses and taking names. Am I saying that right? It's my dyslexia. That, that talk. talk. So we just got back. Just got offset. Uh, shooting another little short piece, piece, whatever, whatever, with the homegirl Joy. Uh, shout out to the girl Cristal Hardwickle. Hardwickle. <laughs> uh, she was in there as well, you know, doing the damned thing. Uh, we just keep this shit moving every day, man. That's yeah. just what we do. We keep working, being creative. Yeah, man. That's what we place here to do. Yeah. And funny, funny thing, Mister Mister Randall. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking that talk today, mm-hmm. right? Whatever that means, right? Whatever it means, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so I am, I am very interested to to hear what is on your brother's minds. I'm going to share as well. Okay, of you, course. You want to go first? Yeah, you should go first. I mean, I mean, of course. I mean, I'm, I might be interrupting here and there. Okay, but, okay. I mean, you know, you know. Um, first, I'd like to say, uh, you know, it's a lot of butt hurt motherfuckers. Actually, around. before you go into that, man, look at him. Before you go into that, <laughs> to start off on a positive note. I want to send a special shout out to Frenchies yes. for making today possible. Man. Nigga, what? Golf class, baby. Yeah, just golf class, baby. You know, this Motherfucker is Frenchies on Scott. Frenchies on Frenchies on Scott. Frenchies on Scott. Frenchies on Scott. This is from Houston with love, man. I've had a love-hate relationship with Frenchies over the last couple of years, man. But um, after today's serving, it's all good. Yeah. We're still family, man. Waited 20 minutes in the motherfucking line. Only Cause 20. Because that's, that's how. No, the food was so good, the line was actually in the street. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, um, you, you knew that. Yeah, it I made that, today you, possible. You going in. I'm sorry, sir. Now back back to the butt hurt. I apologize for that. It was just on my spirit at the time. Oh no no no! Back to not that a, not agony a of anal. Not a problem. I am you. You are me. I am he, and he is me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of butt hurt motherfuckers out here. Butt hurt motherfuckers <laughs> out here. Texas Lone Star got my my speech learned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, butt huts. Butt hut. <laughs> I could I've been doing that in in, in in my in my native accent. There's lots of butt hut motherfuckers out here, and and bro, it, it seems like we live in a very sensitive time yes. at this at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, people get offended so easily now mm-hmm. when. That's because people didn't play the dozens back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I played. I love well, they, playing the dozens. You know, they used to get you know get punched in the mouth. Yeah. back in the day, but uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of sensitive sensitive people. Uh, I've noticed. You know, you can't even rib a person anymore. You know what I'm saying? Without getting castrated, uh, not figuratively, but not not literally, but figuratively. You yeah. know, uh, yeah. and also also uh, you know. <laughs> talking to women now it seems like it seems like you really have to really guard yourself because you don't like any any conversation can go into the me too movement true (laughs) any conversation could be a harassment any conversation could be an assault Uh Uh, oh about to have a henry cavill moment (laughs) so i'm just saying you know i'm just saying you know it the the, it, it just seems like we're in a time where it's like everybody is in their feelings no 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 um no Drake no no shot to Drake or nothing but you know for for real for real it seemed like everybody is in their feelings um when it comes from another place Kiki 
mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's coming from another place you know like how do y'all how do y'all feel about that um like i said man uh there's just a general softness all around most of the people that i'm friends with i'm friends with because i can rib on them yeah um i can dish it i can damn near take it because i i take it uh especially when people get serious i can take it it usually means i won but i i just think in general people need to stop looking for excuses to be offended all the time like everything isn't fucking offensive everything right. isn't problematic like lighten up everything is not an assault on you granted let me go ahead and say this we do have an issue we do have a, a, a deep profound problem with men in particular disrespecting women mm-hmm. um and using our male privilege in many cases for um you know to get ahead and that should not be condoned but i'm talking about just like general in general lanes of political correctness a lot of people are just way too sensitive about every fucking thing like lighten up especially if it doesn't apply directly to you lighten up bro i'll get a, a lamp thrown at your dumb ass yeah i mean my the friends that i, I remember <laughs> specifically my freshman year at lamar high school i had like one friend that carried over from middle school to lamar and i had to i had to make a whole new group of friends and i remember the group of guys that i met up with we got cool specifically because all we did in pe every day was cap on each other that was a golden era for Mm -hmm. your mama jokes the early 90s golden era for your mama jokes you could lay in on a motherfucker yeah and and Mm -hmm. it was just nobody wanted to fight it was just like uh, and sometimes that shit got personal don't let us actually find out something about your mother yo don't don't let us find out your mother's actual first name (laughs) yo i'm glad you said that you know how many times all right when we were amongst ourselves and playing football Mm -hmm. we had we found out each other's mama's name because people's mom's names were on the list around like who who was your parent so the coach you know Hey, they were familiar. So when we got hold of that list, we found out this one of my homeboys' mama name was Wilma. Yep, we made fun of that. Yeah, hey, they, it's all open. It's all open game. But everybody knew each other's mom's name, and we were going out our way to be disrespectful every day because right. we knew that was everybody's sore, sore spot. Yep. Well, this one homeboy of mine named Jawan. Jawan got checked out of school early, and nobody knew his mama was coming up there. No, my boy Isaac, his mom was coming up there. Ike mom, I know he'll listen to the show. Name is Daisy. Anybody that was there in 95 seen this shit happen. So, Jawan was going in because he, Ike was getting on his ass all through the lunch period by, you know, calling uh, Jawan mama name by her first name and saying she was a slut, this, that, the third. Ooh. Well, Ike was getting checked out of school because somebody died in his family. Mm. His mama came to pick him up. Uh. So, we had Ike Locker. And everybody met, I've met Ike's mom, but a lot of other people did. And she looked really young at the time. So Jawan come up, we like, oh, I got perfect opportunity to go off. I just found out this nigga by my name is Daisy. Daisy Mayett, on top of that. Well, Miss Daisy Bunn <laughs> was sitting right, standing right there. Who would have sung your son in the locker? So Jawan walk up and said, oh, nigga, I had that bitch Daisy on her knees sucking hard. <laughs> like, going, going absolutely yeah. fed. And we all giving him the, yeah. no, nigga, no, nigga, don't, <laughs> nigga, no. I pissed off. Now, mind you, this was his idea starting with people mama names. But his mama with him, so he finna act an ass. Hey. I put his shit in the locker and just grabbed Juwan and ran down the hallway with him, hitting him against every locker. Yo, to that point, told me, niggas, a time and a place for anything. Learn your, learn your audience. Learn your audience, man. Because, bro, that was an ass whooping that didn't need to be given or received. <laughs> if, if, if your mama is actually there, man, like if somebody's yes. mama is actually there. And it was, it was funny how we all like were real cool with each other. And you know when we see when we go to each other's houses, we're like, "Hi, Miss Miss So and So, and Hey Miss So," and be very respectful. Nigga, as soon as we get back to school, nigga, yeah. nigga, that's why your mom wanted to serve me food, nigga. Yeah. She on my like, dick, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nigga. Your mama named Ursula, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, mama named Impala. Yeah, but you just it, it just like when the, the person's mother is actually there, though, man. You just got to know it, cause yeah. Woo, because a nigga will kill you over his mama. Almost definitely. All day. Whether they getting along or not, a nigga will kill you over his mama. A nigga will kill you, resuscitate you, and then kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a witness of that. But yeah, that's how we that's how we used to roll back in the day, man. We used to roll with the punches and, and just go with it, man. 
uh, young folks nowadays came up not I mean I guess they play too many video games to really but then again they don't really know how to cap on each other nowadays well, because like, they want to shoot they don't like fighting like I seen a nigga fight a nigga the other day he literally took his gun off his waistband put it down to finish fighting this dude no the dude stole him in the jaw yeah dude ran back and got the gun from under his shirt and fired off so I'm like, this whole ass nigga was scared to get that ass whooped. You wanna know why? Because they don't know that fighting is a part of being social. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 it's like teens now don't know how to interact. Like you said, you brought up video games and shit like that. They're not even. They don't. You don't even see kids out in the street playing no fucking more. You know what I'm saying? No bike. Nobody riding nah. bikes and shit. You know what I'm saying? Playing football in the streets. Highball, nigga. Highball. High Highball. Highball, bro. Who's bright enough to kiss that motherfucker and run? Getting the wind knocked yes. out your ass. Why you flying like a crash jump across yeah. somebody's yard? They yeah. don't even know how to be social no more, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because fighting is a part of being social. Yeah. It's, it's codes and ethics to to to, to that, that frame of, of uh, interacting. So, I mean, these motherfuckers, man, they, they uh, you got technology that fuck the game up, mm-hmm. man, and just... Dog, like raising, like like the the household is divided as well. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like and Big Mama, <laughs> she on the thirty at now. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, <laughs> you feel nigga. me? Grandmother's at thirty, bro. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? With like, no hands. <laughs> <laughs> but that just that's just that's just heartening, bro. It's like and it's everywhere you look, you know. And I think once I, the pants became tighter. Niggas was gonna start acting like bitches even more. I don't know. People were wearing tight pants in the eighties yeah, at some point, and I remember like if we were all standing outside, you know, sometimes you just stand outside, you just talk shit for a while, and sometimes like if two dudes like really started going in at each other, sometimes you'd be like, man, y'all just need to go ahead and fight and get that yeah. up, and everybody just back up, and they them dudes would tussle for a couple minutes. Get up, dab each other up, and then go right back to what they were doing before. And I was such a Billy Badass. You whoop me. I'm going to fight you every time I see you. Until, I, until you get that one, you know, that one win. win. <laughs> and that win came in gesture of this motherfucker ran into his house because I was getting the best of him. And he thought he was going to close the door fast enough, and he missed. And <laughs> me and the rest of my homeboys wanted to see that fight. I whooped this nigga in his own bedroom. Uh-huh. You ain't lived until you whooped the nigga in his own house. <laughs> well, his mama like, fight, beat his ass, beat his ass. But your son getting driven into the goddamn wall. <laughs> uh, they trying to call the cops on but nigga, I was nine at the time. It, yeah. hey. <laughs> so, well, I, I, I was told, a hell raiser. I've told y'all the story about tackling a dude in the street after he undercut me, man. That was... Um, that shit hurt, Damien. I mean, <laughs> and genuinely, I, I could have killed him. If yeah. my mother would not have come out, they had to go in the house to get my mother to come pull me off this day. Damn. Dude, you don't. You had a Ralphie moment? Ralphie! The, I went up for a layup. We were down the street, went up for a layup. He undercut me, and I landed kind of like on my back, mm. almost my neck. Mm. And he like, ah, oh, bitch, nigga. Oh. Oh? Mm. And I got up, and as soon as I got up, his name was Robert, sitting at the end of the street in a greenhouse. He started, he started running. I caught him in the middle Run, of the street Robert. in front of our house, tackled him in the street, mm. and just started pounding his head into the mm. street. And like my friends were like, "Damn!" And that country don't give in. Nah. Like they said, they like I wasn't really a fighting type dude, but I was a dude that like if you got me mad enough, I would just start pounding on you. As long as you didn't cry when you was hitting. Oh no no no! Oh no! <laughs> but I, but I did have that. I did. <laughs> I did have that bottom lip. I had that bottom lip tucked in. I was like, Oh, okay, that's different. Ralphie, Ralphie, no, no. And so my my mother, they had to go in the house, grab my mother. She pulled me off. She was like, Why didn't you just stop hitting him? I was like, How do you know when to stop hitting somebody? You really don't. And my friends were like, At that moment, we knew Damien was crazy. How <laughs> crazy you- Damien, Damien, six six six. At that time, that was probably the best thing that ever happened for you. Yeah. yeah, at that time. Yeah, because your mama saw you whooping somebody's ass, Woo. and your partners knew not to. It never you. happened again. No habitual right. line step was needed to be Ooh. done. Yes, <laughs> there was one. Actually, let me go back. There was one. This dude named Carlos, who's homeless now. Damn, fuck him. <laughs> so he was a cousin. He was a cousin of one of the dudes on the street. So I only saw him every once in a while. So they played a trick on me one day, where. He put a lit firecracker in my back pocket. Oh. And that shit went off. And it was weird because I was just standing there talking to somebody else. And I saw somebody like looking behind me and going, no, 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 no. Next I heard pop. 
blew a hole in my pants. Oh hell. My drawers. And it like bruised oh, my ass. I was like, man, no. I turn around, Carlos sitting there laughing. And they looked at him like, oh man, yeah, you shouldn't have too. done that. Yeah. <laughs> when I tell you I've never caught a human being with the two cleanest left rights mm. ever, that was the first time that I discovered if you tap somebody in the right place on their chin, they'll just ragdoll. Mm-hmm. I ragdolled Carlos that day. And it felt great. <laughs> and they were like, wow. He tried. And he got, he got what he tried. The next time, well, I shouldn't say the next time. So I saw Carlos again over the years. Uh, I saw Carlos a few years ago. Squeegee uh, man. He was, he came up to me at a gas station. <laughs> His hair was full of grass. And I said, Carlos, you look like shit. Don't ask me for money. And he was like, man. D, man, you got to help me out, man. Like, seriously, I ain't one of them dudes that's just talking about give me a dollar to get some gas, man. Like, I'm really hungry, man. I'm living under the, I'm living under the bridge over by Law Elementary. Mm. I was like, oh, you mm. living under the bridge? Yeah, your address. Yeah. <laughs> Pull, up. Pull up, nigga, please. <laughs> He's like, yeah, man, some, some dudes, man, I owe money to, they jump me, man. So I'm kind of hiding over here for now. Damn. Man, you just got enough for me to get something to eat, man. I'm like, I'm dead serious, man. <laughs> And I just looked at him like that. And I was like, nah, man. But uh, I wish I could show you a childhood picture to show the look <laughs> on that picture. Like, nah, man. I, I, I could imagine. <laughs> this, I mean, this was like five years ago when he came up to me at the gas station. I was like, nah, man. <laughs> Damn. You can't. Because, again, Carlos was one of those dudes, man. Uh, so here's the other thing about, about capping on each other. Everybody in your circle can go at it. These outside niggas? Right. You can't just come in and just be like, ah, oh, nigga, that's why your mama, like, hold oh, up. No. Hold up. Who, who are you? Bitch, why's your yeah. permission? Like, who are you permission to slip at for this shit? That was Carlos. Carlos was on the periphery gotcha. of all this. And he would just jump in and be like, nigga, that's why your mama took a broomstick in the ass. I was like, hold mm. up, dog. Hold up. Nigga, I don't even know you. Who are you? Right. Bro. Yeah, and he was one of them dudes. So I'm, I apologize that I, I still hold grudges to this day. Fuck this nigga. You owe that nigga nothing. But I don't give a fuck. Hey man, that nigga try to blow your ass he off. He tried to blow my ass off. In my opinion, grudges are great to be held for certain people. They make you stronger. Yes, get it? for yeah. certain people mm-hmm. because they just remind you. It just reminds Why you. You don't to, fuck with that to, person. To yep. not take shit from nobody is also. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, fuck that nigga, man. Putting the fucking. You yeah, that, that, hey, that nigga could have severely shit, harmed man. you right now, bro. One day, that shit could have severely <laughs> harmed you. He came to live under the bridge. The literal bridge. Wow. Yes. Listen to Red Hot Chili Pepper. The whole life had teabag. Tea life teabagged the fuck out of the Carlos. <laughs> Don't be Carlos. Uh. Don't get teabagged by life. Yeah. Teabag, ladies and gents, is when a gentleman stands up on you in a squatting position and pulls his testicles on your face. <laughs> life did that to Carlos. Where did this come from? Yeah. Like- <laughs> Don't uh, wow! Don't get so, I didn't mean to interrupt. You. Sorry, no, yeah. no, no, no. I just, no I just felt the truth that nah, I had to speak. Nah, but I mean, it needs to be heard, man. You know what I'm saying? This boy said testicles. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, man. You know, because uh, we're going, we're talking about being sensitive. Um, you know, a lot of th- it's a lot of things in life we can laugh at. A lot of things that we that we should be laughing at. Uh, especially with what's transpiring in this world in this day and time but mm-hmm. you know I just think that y'all need to get the sticks out of your asses you know what I'm saying and, and grab life by the balls and, and fly high well, well I'm not grabbing life by nothing I don't want to grab Probably anybody the horns. balls yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, you're, like, you're acting like life is a person though. but if it was a life, person uh, fuck, well, my fuck, hands are we balls. know what fuck life to then <laughs> <and> shit <laughs> life life you better be a woman tonight the proverbial balls. life is a woman tonight <laughs> grab grab her by yeah. the lips I have been pre- uh, pleasantly <laughs> pleased with uh, things at this moment. Forty uh, Five is getting his stupid ass handed to him across the seas. I don't know if y'all seen this shit, but I think London has a balloon of uh, the, the president in a, in a right mm-hmm. in, a, in a diaper. Germany threw a fucking parade that no one's talking about right now. <laughs> Germany had floats with the Forty Five fucking raping the Statue of Liberty. Whoa! Wow! Whoa. This can be Google on on you on you Germany, or Yahoo. Germany can be Germany is pretty wild. Yeah. Wow. This had another float <laughs> right behind it, where Lady Liberty holding Donald Trump's head in her hands. 
with a knife in. It is just Damn. a float. Really? These are floats that the head, are for a parade. The head is decapitated with this crazy look on his face. Damn. Google it. You will be amused Jenna, This Jenna is how cool. the world sees Our tyrant of a fucking Commander in chief And this shit is funny as fuck It wow. is hilarious on all levels I find it And then he's uh. Of course he's he, he's in a, a tizzy right now Because everybody's making fun of him But motherfucker this is what you get uh, Well you know Germany did breed Hitler So I, I mean, mean hey you know They doing shit like that I mean his father did help finance the Nazi parties Yeah So, so I mean, Yes You know I uh, Right When the chickens come home to roost It, is, it is a thing Um <laughs> I think this is the time to take our first break because I, I need to collect my thoughts before I go in with what I need to say because it's still fresh on my mind. Um, yeah, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more from Houston. With love. Grab life by the balls. Or the vagina. Fly high. Okay. Welcome back. Welcome, 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 welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, proudly sponsored by the the official beverage uh, from Houston with love. Mm-hmm. We're going in right now. Um, you know, we're, we're all creative types in here, mm-hmm. and one thing that we always talk about amongst ourselves is the desire for success right. in, in our chosen crafts, whether it be acting or directing or a mixture or combination of both or whatever you want to do, we, we always talk about and envision success for ourselves, mm-hmm. most importantly. Um, and oftentimes, when I, when I work with different people on different things, I'm amazed at the level of professionalism by some and the lack of professionalism by others. And I've noticed that there's one common trait right at the beginning that for me sets apart people who tend to be successful and people who tend to be less successful. And that for me is the very act of showing up. I think people underestimate how important it is, no matter what you do to show up and to be on time. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it says a whole lot about your commitment to not only this project that you're involved in, but yourself. Just show up. Just show up on time. Don't start making if, if it's if it's something that's going to to span a you know a lengthy amount of time, let's say two weeks, three weeks, a year maybe, and you commit to it, do that shit. Mm-hmm. Don't come in like the second or third day and start making excuses like well, you know, I got this going on, so I got to dip out. Or, you know, I didn't realize this was going to be this, so I kind of got to fall back a little bit, and then you mess up the project for everybody else. If you commit to it, do it. And show up on time. I have a very low threshold most times for people who are late. Hmm. I'm, I'm very much a person that schedules whatever I do around how I feel best uses utilizes everyone's time that's involved if i do a shoot you know a a shoot for me will probably be four hours i schedule that four hour shoot so that everyone's time is not wasted and and it feels valuable and we don't get to a burnout point and if you show up an hour or two hours late for a four hour shoot i'm most likely just going to tell you like nah we'll we'll find somebody else for it man Mm -hmm. because for me success means showing up and showing up on time best believe when you get to a more serious situation something with a budget something with a major um, something that presents itself as a good look for you the very moment that you decide that you're not going to show up on time it's a wrap for you Mm -hmm. forever please do not mistake my kindness for weakness I will cut your bitch ass Slice, slice, bitch. I mean, like, release you from the schedule. I don't, oh. <laughs> I don't, I don't really carry knives like that. You know what I'm saying? But anyone can get these hands. So that's my thing, man. Um, so what, that's like an unpopular opinion early? Or what? What, are we, what are we doing? That's not even an unpopular opinion. That's just yeah, like that's, straight that's up. That's real. That's, that's like real. business 101. 101, yeah. man. I mean, uh, like, D-Rose, you've been on, you've been on like, 
you've been on the set of um the leftovers for example correct okay correct you've been on the set and that's that was an hbo production correct correct what would happen if you showed up an hour late for your for your casting call? If I would have showed up an hour late, I wouldn't have been on the show. What would have happened if you showed up five minutes late? Five minutes late, I wouldn't have been on the show. I wouldn't have even had access to the things I would have had if I showed up uh, showed up early. No right. craft services, people. No, 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 no craft services. <laughs> uh, no wardrobe call. No going over lines or going over what my responsibility in the, in this scene was. I would have not been able to step foot onto the set. Period. Right. And if you show up the first day, but then the second day you got a family emergency, what happens the third day? The third day, I'm out of there. There's no third day. There is no third day. Right. Hey, Chris Brown has a song and it was pretty popular. It was called Deuces. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you're right. I mean, I mean. I think, uh, D, you said it earlier. You made a statement. You said, all you got to do is just show up. That's it. You just got to show up because, um, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing and, and somewhat quoting you. Mm-hmm. You said, all you got to do is show up. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be the most talented, right. not even the most skilled. All right. you got to do is show up and let let the process take care of itself. Just be there. Just be there. Um, so I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly, man, with, with what you're saying, man. And that comes from, and that comes from a long line of experience. Um, when, when sometimes, and, and we're all guilty of this, man. Sometimes we we look at other people who are doing things, and it's natural, and we kind of make assumptions about their skill level compared to ours, their <laughs> talent level. And we go like, "Damn, how did that person get where they are?" I guarantee you one thing, that person probably did not miss a meeting. They probably did not miss an opportunity at any stage in their advancement. And that's how they got there. They pull up in Rari's and shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, you know, going back even to our old music days when everybody in Houston was kind of like crabs in a barrel fighting for that spot. And and people feel like we obtained a certain amount of success. And I, I've, I've, and I still carry this to this day, Chaotix, I don't feel like we were the, the most talented group in Houston. I really don't. I couldn't feel that way and then look at guys like Neot and, and other people. Theology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, in that reign and who are some of the best rappers I've ever heard in life. I can't look at them and then say, shit, we were the best. But the one thing that separated us from them is that we would show up. We would be there. We would be yeah. on time for for big events, little events, whatever we agreed to. We would be there. We would be on time, and we would be ready to go. And that's the other part. Be prepared, man. Um, as creatives, we enjoy what we do. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be acting if you didn't enjoy it. Um, D. Ray wouldn't be acting if he didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's recently made his acting debut. He really enjoys it. I do. But you have to. You have to. Be prepared for it. You have to be, you have to have your game face on for this shit, man. Yeah. Yes, it's fun. Yes, we enjoy doing it. When it's time to create, let's create. And then when it's done, let's enjoy it. Let's keep the train moving, man. Yeah. I like train. Again, you run a set of leftovers. What happens if you sniggling and giggling between takes? You bullshitting. If you bullshitting on set, man, you out, you out the gate, bro. They're kicking you out. Yeah. Because I mean It's a responsibility I mean that's with anything it's respons- If you sniggling and giggling And you, you lollygagging on set man I mean Then you pretty much You pretty much wasted your time You're not wasting their time Because they gonna kick your ass out <laughs> right. anyway Because they have other stuff to be doing But you're pretty much wasting your time And energy In, in something that Where you could be focused on something else And I, I also think man you know, you know what man Some people They don't take Some people believe in the hype So much that that they really what you're saying about showing up they believe in the hype so much they're caught up in the aesthetic of what they think it looks like mm-hmm. no matter what profession it is like but we're going to talk about music and acting mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying we see people shining on tv but you don't see the work behind right. why why they're shining or supposedly i say air quotes i'm doing air quotes now people yes are supposedly shining and and flourishing on tv or or on the videos or in movies or whatever edge up in mm-hmm. yeah i will say this and since i only been acting just a short period of time that shit can be hard if you're not 
ready for it because to do all those scenes and to still do the Mm -hmm. same lines Mm -hmm. with the same amount of energy in different angles that could get bothersome I guess to some people who are not ready for it right you have to hit it every time on time and on point and make it strong right you know what I'm saying and I love it because right, it's like alright I wasn't really happy with that one let me do it again and my whole thing is I don't want to waste anybody's time because my whole thing is I'm here to put in work right you right. know what I'm saying and it's, this is not a real job to me per se just yet but I love the craftsmanship of it and I mm-hmm. watched enough movies it's like you know that nigga wasn't really acting I hate when I see movies and I see just piss poor acting. Yeah, right. So that and that and that gets on my nerves so much. I don't want to come off as that. So yeah, you're gonna get me be a yeah. character real quick. As soon as you say ready, I'm ready. Right. You know what I'm saying just as an example um, on the shoot that we did earlier today, D Ray show. You know, I I told the actors show up at nine. D Ray was there at eight thirty, and why was he at eight thirty? He said I came here to get in character. And he sat there while I was setting up and he got himself in the character and it, and it pays off in the performance. <laughs> and that's what you want out of everybody, man. As much as I hated Kobe Bryant, Kobe spent more gym, more time in the gym than anybody, yep. which is why he was good at what he did, even when his body failed him. Mm-hmm. That's where you have to be with this shit, man. You have to be prepared. You have to be ready. It doesn't make sense for me to me for you to want to be successful in something. But only go through the motions mm-hmm. of doing it. Mm-hmm. Of only being halfway. Oh, you just want to be famous. You don't really want to be successful. You just want to be known for it. I think Fun Taste said the best. You don't want to really. You don't really want to win. You don't. You just want to look good losing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know pretty much the rest of the NBA right now. Yeah, <laughs> minus no, the State Warriors, real talk. <laughs> they just you know they putting all these teams together, but they just want to look good losing. LeBron mm-hmm. just wants to look good losing. Yep, you know right. it, it is what it is. I'm not a person that enjoys second place. I I just I've never been that person. I like to win. I love to win. I love feeling like what I'm doing is better. Than anyone else in you know, in my in my bracket, mm-hmm. it may not be the truth, but I at least want to feel that way. But but it comes through feeling feeling that way, because first you got to believe it. Mm-hmm. Not, and I'm not trying to get too deep, but shit, this is real shit. Go deep. <laughs> so first you first you got to believe it. Then once you feel that way, man, it comes through in the work that you put out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like because you have to feel. Even, like like you said, man, it's a lot of talented motherfuckers out here, man. And then you got motherfuckers who don't, don't have as much talent. But the difference between success and being talented and, and having lack of talent or whatever is how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. And then what you put out, taking that feeling of how you feel about it and then putting it into the work and letting it come through through the work. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? So, like, for, for uh, instance... I, I've been watching you, Damien, uh, through your your tra- your uh, transition through music, because you know we all go back and forth. Yeah. But your transition through music into filming, and from day one, seeing how it started out with you know your equipment, and mm-hmm. then you built that out, and your material got better and better and better. Mm-hmm. But that's just because you felt like. This is what I need to be doing. Right. I'm good at what I, uh, I'm doing. And it portrayed through what you're doing now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody coming at you trying to, you know, right. trying to get, get that work in. And if they're not, then, you know, that's, 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 <laughs> their, that's their fault. Yeah. But, but, and, and I say all that to say, man, it, it's all about we got to feel that way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We got to gotta believe in the shit. That, that that we're doing because everybody else not believing because you can have a million motherfuckers telling you oh man we down we want to do this we want to do that we're gonna do this for you uh, you need some help let me uh, let me know when you need some help oh, man. but when it come time to put the fucking work in yes. where are the motherfuckers who saying hey I'm down with you when you know what I'm saying because when that clock start ticking when you on a set or when yeah. whatever you're doing the motherfuckers is nowhere to be found oh, man yeah. Joy said she put out a fucking a fucking uh, post about hey you yeah. know I'm doing this I need you know I, I'm doing this I need need actors for a gig this that and the third and I know she got motherfuckers that she down with that mm-hmm. you know she needed help and she's I mean she's done a lot for other people which is I mean <laughs> which is one of the reasons why I I 
you know, I, I, I let her sweat it out a little bit, but I, I told her ultimately, I'm, I'm going to help you with this project because I know how much work she's put into making right. this happen. If you've seen all the notes that she's put in for all these scenes that she's written, it's like she's put in work to make this happen. She wants to make it happen. And I'm like, I, I feel like if anyone is that determined to do it, and I know what my drive is like, man, let's let's all combine and make yeah. some shit happen. Which brings me to the next point. And this is from a conversation, Kashmir, that you and I had earlier in the week. Um, I don't know if you want to tell people one of the things that you're working on that we were working on earlier in the week. But one of the conversations that came out of that was we we all at the same time need to support and celebrate each other mm-hmm. and their talents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, I always have to commend D-Ray on this because, um, you know, Regardless of how problematic he may seem at times, <laughs> one thing that he is very, very good about is he he extols the virtues of the people around him. Um, right. he, he's always very supportive, and he's and I, I'm going to use the term cheerleader, but yes. it's, it's much more than that. Um, you, you, you are very much a cheerleader for your friends and their talents and their efforts and everything that they do. And it, it's one of the reasons why I'm glad that you're a part of this, mm-hmm. this, Thanks, this podcast, because... You know, I mean, you've 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 always you, you're a funny dude in of yourself, but you do a very good job of, you know, telling other people how much you enjoy what other people are doing. Um, and you, you've always been that way. But part of the conversation that D Rose and I had earlier in the week was a lot of us are very good at what we do. We we should always collectively we we do it, but everyone collectively should do more to talk about how dope their friends are and how talented their friends are and and be involved in what people are doing because all that energy combined leads to a movement that people yep. cannot stop man true yep true that and you've got people you know you've got people in in different walks of life who are doing things and we really should take the time to highlight that because it, it paints a more positive image for the rest of us and motivates other people to get their shit together and get on the ball too yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, man. Uh, um, I say this, man. Like, it's a time. I, I put a post out, man. You know, uh, saying how being, uh, being humble or humble, however you want to say it, is highly overrated. Um, you know, because oftentimes we find ourselves in some shape or form holding. Sometimes you put a pause on yourself. You know, like how you with a motherfucker and you might have a little bit more knowledge on certain things than that motherfucker do. So sometimes you hit the pause button. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you kind of like shift gears. You shift yourself back a little bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you, 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 and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying this, the person you with is dumb or something like that, but it's certain things you're more knowledgeable about. Everybody knows something that you don't. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes. Sometimes some people dumb themselves down by shifting a gear or two back. I'm guilty you know what of I'm it. Yeah. And and my thing is just thinking about just looking at just how um, if I could get on my soapbox that I'm already on already, I'll put another one on top of it. Uh, <laughs> you know, like looking at music that we've done. A um, lot of marketing and promoting that you've done, D-Ray. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Shooting movies, things that we're into, you know what I'm saying? And most of the time, some people get offended. Some people are offended because you're doing shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to edit yourselves around people because some people might feel a certain way about what you're doing, how you're doing it, and how it's coming out, right? Mm -hmm. But my Mm -hmm. feeling is... My feeling is it is none of my business how the fuck you feel about what the fuck I'm doing. Hello. At the end of the day. There's a um a classic quote from a poet who went I don't mean to boast, but man, if I don't brag, <laughs> these crackers gonna act like I ain't on their ass. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, <laughs> yes. You cannot be a, okay. <laughs> this is this is this is what this is all leading to for me, man. For me, this is every time I've reached a point of my life where I've worked collectively with people and gotten frustrated about our accomplishments. It has always boiled down to this very point that you get to. 
Like we, we do all this work to be good. We do all this work to be competitive, to be great, to be better than other people. But then there are some people who are afraid of the success that comes with it. Mm -hmm. They're afraid of the shine. And all of a sudden, you know, behind closed doors, we talk all this shit about how good we are and how great this product is that we're making. But as soon as we step in front of other people, we sell ourselves short. Yep. Mm -hmm. We're afraid of that shine. We're afraid that people are going to look at us as being braggadocious and yep. all that shit. But God damn it. All right, fuck them. If I'm good, <laughs> let me not even say this. Not if I'm good. If what I am creating is great, I'm going to let you know. There's a way that you you don't have to come out and say, bitch, I'm great. Right, right, right. But let me show you what this is. And I have full confidence that you're going to enjoy what this is because I put my best effort in it. And goddamn it, I know this shit is good. And if I may, and by hanging out with you talented individuals and the shit that I try to put out, I, I, I'll be, I'm embarrassed half the time. Like, I don't even make music because I don't want, I heard the shit that y'all put out. I heard the quality of shit that you guys have done. I've seen the quality of videos you guys have done. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to contaminate it all with my whackness. I, however, I would like to help you guys and whatever. And that's the thing, a lot of people like, well, especially when it comes to rapping. Yes. You know how everybody wants to be a rapper now. Mm -hmm. Some of you niggas need to be listeners. And yeah. if you can rap, <laughs> help your boy write some of his rhymes. You know he might have the better voice than you, might have the better mm -hmm. style than you. Yep. It's nothing, it won't hurt you because if he really down with you, y'all can blow up together. Every team yep. needs a ring. Yeah. And every every team that's a big team, they get rings together. Yep. Here was this is a conversation that we had the other day in here when I was helping Stevens, shout out to Stevens, nephew, with his shoot. Um, we were having a conversation about the quote unquote old guard of hip hop in Houston. Mm -hmm. And and just not just in Houston, but in general versus kind of the, the new school cats and how one of the, the most difficult things for a lot of people to do is to evolve so that they can survive. And every creature has to evolve in order to survive. Mm -hmm. uh, you talked about how me and D have done music all this time and the quality of our music. Um, but we also know that our interests have evolved into other things mm -hmm. um, we also know or I know at least speaking for myself that there are certain things that I am not the best as the best at but I can I can help where I can to make whatever somebody else is doing better and there's a certain there is a certain level of humility that you have to have mm -hmm. in order to say you know what this person wants me to work with them on this I know that I'm not good at them as them with X, mm -hmm. but I can do Y to help them do what they do. And I don't always have to be the best, but be willing to lend whatever talent you have to what people are doing. So like you, even if, you know, even if you feel like your rapping or your music isn't where ours is, I mean, that, that shouldn't concern you. You're a funny motherfucker. And there are things that we can do to help you with that that you would crush us on. Right. That we right. can't even touch. My wife called me boring. <laughs> That's <Wow>. fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that, though. I don't have to be the funny motherfucker in the room. Right, right. But I know I can help make other people funny. That's true. And that's, you know, that's where my strength lies. I don't have to be, you know, you don't always have to be the center of everything. Sometimes you just need to be a role player. Play your position. Mm -hmm. And be the best role player. Yep. There's nothing wrong with being six man of the year. Yeah. Yep. Jamal Crawford is a great basketball player. Yep. He will never be an all star, but he's a damn good six man. Be that person. Because six men get the ring too. Andre Iguodala won the finals MVP as a six man. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that person, that position is just as important. So, you know, that's that's the thing, man. When, well, I feel like we're the, the, the championship bulls, and I'm like Dennis Rodman. I'll tell you, know, we got, got Jordan Pippen. I got to be and Jordan. And I'm Rodman. You know what I got to be Jordan. <laughs> I'm, that's the only part I'm a fighter. I'm going to I'm, I'm thug it out for the team. I'm going to go for the. I'm going for the gusto. I ain't no punk though. But you know, I mean, so you're gonna be yeah. crying like ten years later. <laughs> I can't even go home, man. <laughs> <laughs> got to oh, I gotta watch that shit like a thousand times. That nigga was. You ever seen a nigga a grown man snotting oh, man. and crying? Man, oh, that shit was just crazy. He's already ugly. Oh man. shit, man! I can't even go home. <laughs> 
D Ray gonna be out here wearing wedding dresses. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody he married himself. You married your, I'm close to that shit right now. Too. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think y'all heard me talking that back at the spot. I am so close to that shit, especially after dealing with you know the, the kind of women that are out there, bro. Man, people are nasty now, son. So uh, <laughs> I like to uh, I like to be the first to say this on the air. Your boy don't play no games when it comes to that casual sex. Trust me, ladies. Uh, I got my whole facts, and uh, I'm not raw and nothing. Nothing. Uh, only raw. I'll drink. I'll drink raw vinegar. That uh, apple cider vinegar. Yes. With the mothers. That's about as raw oh, as yeah, I get. With the life. mother. Yeah, Bro, yeah, 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 yeah. Other than that, y'all can have any kind of infectious diseases y'all want. Good luck with that. I'm good. Love. Enjoy. The man said condoms, saran wrap, and boxers. Huh? And boxers. It's a plus. It's <laughs> imperative. <laughs> Damn sure. Do it's imperative. Good. Oh man, it's, I, I felt it felt good to, to unleash all that. Yeah, man. it did. Yeah. Yeah. I just had, I just had to speak that truth, man. Um, let's go ahead and take another break, man, and we'll right. we'll be back with a with a fan favorite segment. Yeah, we'll be right back with more from Houston with love. Y'all hoes need to show up on time. That's all y'all need to do. Period. Point blank. Show up on time. Welcome, black. Welcome black, welcome black, welcome black. What's up, people, man? It's the uh, most dangerous show on All Real Radio. It's From Houston With Love. And uh, we're about to bust it down and bust it wide open uh, for, guess what? The Love Jones, mm. a.k.a. the fans' favorite. Uh, and this time of Love Jones, we got some pretty mature topics. And I got my guys here. Well, and um, we, we don't have shit like, why do bitches be like, Problematic? No. <laughs> or if I put it in her ass, will she still love me? Yeah, we will die. The uh, we'll digress from those type of questions this week. Right. This week only. And some of these questions that we're gonna have is gonna be a two part questionnaire. The fellas will answer it this week, and next week we got some lovely ladies that are going to be accompanying us with this uh, segment. But for now, I want to hear what my guys got to say. That's right. All right, all right. Let's do it. So we're going to start off with this one. Now, this is a story. Now, I want my people to remember there's no right or wrong answers, but there's an answer to this. Mm. So this is a gentleman, and he says, so my wife and I have been together for four years. We have a child together, and she has two of them from her last marriage. Now, she asked me to adopt her two children. I haven't given her an answer yet. But I'm more towards the nay side. If we split, I just want to move on and parent my child that we have together. Because I will legally be responsible for the other two, and I don't want that. Am I wrong for feeling this way? So we're going to do a round robin, and I'm going to let Damien shoot off first. Okay. Um, it, it depends, man. It, it really depends on whatever conversation i mean honestly that's that's a conversation that you probably have even before you get married mm -hmm. but um i could understand her frustration if he's hesitant to give an answer to it but honestly it's 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 his answer to give he's not required to adopt her children and and i, I understand where she's coming from where she wants that level of comfort in knowing that he has that that type of commitment to taking care of a kids but let's be honest it's 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 his decision to make mm -hmm. it's not hers and in an ideal situation it's a conversation that they would have had even before they got married it got to that point true um i think if if his reasons for not doing it are what happens if we get divorced and i become responsible it's kind of that's kind of an unfortunate answer to give uh, because either way it goes if you get divorced you guys still have a kid in common that, that you're going to be responsible for mm -hmm. I think that she just needs to give him if, if, if it's honestly what the reason is I think she needs to give him time to grow into the answer or to get more accustomed to it I know firsthand where I've, I've, I've known people who have gotten married with, with blended families and they've had that conversation before before they got married just so that there there are no surprises in there okay the uh cashmere um is is the other guy still around that's a good question that's one question that i would ask is the other guy still around and even still with him being married to her 
they are together. Uh, that's like if he has to question the question if we get married, if we get divorced, then the battle's already over as far as I'm concerned with the marriage. Because like if you're married to somebody, you take on what they bring into the marriage from day one. It's a package deal. It's it's a yeah. it's a it's a deal. Uh, so I gotta take on your your drunk uncle. I gotta take mm-hmm. on your mama that I might not get along with. I gotta take on the whole kid and caboodle. So, I mean, I, I and, and Damien, you're right. It is his answer to give, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think uh, if he married this lady, had a procreated and had a child with this lady, already knowing that she already has two other children, then that's his child's either sister. Or brother, brother and brother, sister and sister, either mm-hmm. or. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So they both all have the same blood, so they're all family. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I think uh, if it was me, I, you know, I, 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 I do it because I don't, I, I wouldn't look at it in the future. I wouldn't look in the future as it being a negative coming. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. uh, that's a pretty, pretty sticky one. But it is his decision, you know. Well, that's why I refuse to call any young lady a snack uh, when they're a Happy Meal because they come with toys and kids. And um, I know that going in, and I don't want no parts of it, of the instance family. Just add a Negro and watch your family grow. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not with it. But uh, I wouldn't do it if I was him. But he should have known. When he said, I do, you take on all those responsibilities as well. I mean, kids didn't have a choice, you know. And like I said, if you want, you want her bad enough, and you brought one more into the world You know Like you said They're all brothers and sisters Let me dissect this a little even deeper If you didn't want somebody with kids Because I'm just going to look at it for what it is Yeah mm-hmm. Like because certain things are deeper Like if you didn't want If you don't Didn't want anybody with kids Then you shouldn't have even took on the responsibility of marrying this woman mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying Because that That's gonna That's It's not like it's not gonna come up And be talked about you know what I'm saying Depending on the situation So I mean Yeah man Yeah you uh, totally Foobarred on that one Yep Yeah Alright Well the second is uh, More of a loosely based PS- PSA But I want to know If my boys agree I believe that Most women need to Stop calling men broke Because they can't afford To buy or give you Things that You can't afford To buy yourself mm-hmm. uh, Do we agree with that uh, Yeah I mean Again, it's you. You should not expect another person to be responsible for you. And, and hold it. What's up, nephew? Nephew, we got some fridges in there if you want it. Yes, sir. You know you want it. <laughs> yeah, man. Get you know it. you want it. Just nephew's want in the building. You know Steve Orozco. You know what I'm saying holding it down. You know you want it. Um, but yeah, you shouldn't have that expectation that someone else is going to provide for you, um, especially if you guys are not married. Yeah. If your criteria for being with someone is they have to afford me um, and afford themselves at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, it's just that's just a fucked up situation waiting to happen. Hella problematic. Yeah, and it's, and it's unrealistic, unnecessary. Because uh, I know even in my own marriage, we we split everything down the middle. Um, we we both cover what we need to cover. We don't expect that, for example, I have to cover everything and cover hers at the same time. We each have our own jobs and our own incomes, mm-hmm. and we both, you know, we we cover what we need to cover, and we both play, you know, with the money that we work for mm-hmm. and we earn. So, I just think it's unfair to expect someone to cover. It's it's really just an excuse. I don't, I, I can't take anyone seriously that actually says that kind of shit. Like I'm not going to be with a man unless he can afford to take care of me and himself. So you want to like be that. another bill for that man? You want to be something else for that man to? Feel financially responsible for all the time. Like you don't cost half of these bills. You want to be a dependent. Yeah, is what you're saying. And I'm gonna treat you like a kid. That's D. Ray, y'all, and not these other guys. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I someone come with me like that in a past life. I never even gave him the time of day to begin with. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Because first and foremost, you know, we live in a time where you know you want equal share. You want things to be equal, mm-hmm. so we're gonna. I'm, in, in my mind, logically, the way I think, I'm gonna treat it as equal. Um, so yeah, if, if if you're calling a man broke because you feel like he doesn't 
And and some men they just make it a choice not to. I'm gonna put it like that because he chooses not to buy you things that you feel that you deserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, are, are these guys married? Are they married? Uh, probably not. Not so. If they're not married, he has no financial responsibility whatsoever mm-hmm. to buy her anything. Yeah. And I'm with that. Uh, I'm, I'm with that because I'm, I'm seeing. Like, buy your own shoes, dude. This summer, I'm trying. Alone. I'm trying to really, you know, buy. Yeah. Buy your own shoes, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like this summer alone, I have ran into four to five women within a week's time of us knowing each other. Have asked, "Hey, I'm feeling, I'm kind of low on funds. Hmm. Can you help me?" Hmm. Now. I've been low on <laughs> casual sex. How do I look like? Hey, you know, can you loan your boy some, you know, some ass until next week? Hmm? You know what I'm saying? Hmm. I, I, I want to be disrespectful like that because I feel like because I'm I, I not saying that I, I'm an all right nice guy. I'm nice, I'm, but I don't expect you to give me anything because I'm nice. Hmm. Don't expect money from me because I'm nice. Because hmm. I'm going to expect. Something else Because I know you're not going to pay me You're never going to pay me back You're never None of you, none of y'all will ever borrow money from any man That you're not really interested in You're, you're never going to pay him back Don't even lie and tell you Set yourself up for that lie it's, I mean on my watch uh, and I, Correct me if I'm wrong But it feels like Either when you're sleeping with a woman Or if you're trying to get to know a woman If you give her any kind of money that she asks to borrow Chances are you're not going to see that shit again I mean, I and again, that's why I don't I don't give anybody money like that, man. <laughs> yeah, and there there should not be the expectation for it. If we don't share the same address, mm. um, please don't ask me for money. My and this money. is perfect because it segues right into that third question. That, uh, well, it was the third statement I want to say. And like I said, I want my boys to comment on it. But then we're going to pick up on this on a part two next week. I want to revisit it. Because this is brought to you by a lady. Okay. Uh, now, this young lady state these. And that's why I want my lady friends to address it without it seeming like it's coming from the male uh, Being one side. perspective. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So... This is written by a lady who goes by at Simply Risque. And she states, having sex with a man and expecting some sort of compensation after is prostitution. Whether it's getting him to pay for your hair or nails, etc. It's all still one and the same. You selling that pussy. Now, let's say making love with a man and expecting compensation is prostitution. I wholeheartedly agree with that. I wouldn't even say call it making love. Yeah, because you're making a transaction. Um, so if I'm understanding the question correctly, if if a woman has sex with a man and demands compensation for it, yeah, are they asking if it's prostitution? Yeah, that's kind of like the textbook definition of it. Yeah, right. If you're if you're expecting pay for sex, that's I don't I don't know what else to call it. Right. Well, I mean, what else would you call it? I mean, I mean, if you did, you have sex with the dude and then realize, oh shit, you know what? I'm about fifty dollars short on the credit card bill this month. By the way, sir, would you just happen, unrelated to what just happened, would you just happen to have fifty dollars um, for me to help on the credit card bill? I'm sorry, I didn't think about that before we copulated just now. Mm-hmm. But I, I, uh, this is so embarrassing. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm assuming it's not like that. Right. Are we assuming it's someone who's like, hey, we just fucked. You got you to, you know, you got to give me something for that. Or it's, hey, I'm thinking I might give you some ass. But by the way, guess what? I got to build this dude. Mm. Nails done, hair done, everything. Got you. Did. Got you. So, okay. So, the, and actually, that's a good point because I've actually seen that happen before. Where someone's like, man, I, I got to pay a bill this week. Let me slap on a knob. Like corner of the cob mm. and see what I can get out of that. That is, in my opinion, it's textbook prostitution. She is a hoe. However, oh. I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing. Because let's be real. Let's be real, D Ray. Okay. If if a chick hit you up and was like, yo, 
I need to I need fifty dollars to for whatever whatever reason. Um, you know, I gotta get some groceries or whatever. And she goes, What well, can I give you a return? Depending on who she is. Okay. But if she's someone that you already have a sexual relationship with, oh, I pay for it. Smash I pay for it because I want it. Because <laughs> I want it. You feel me? Uh, that is understandable. You know, you got a car, no dude. And you know, me and you ain't really got it like that. But hey, I know I'm never going to see that money back. And I know it's kind of low life, but I've I've paid car notes and I've re- I was the recipient of something that was nice. Yeah, on several occasions after that, because it got past just being on the car, I was like, "Damn, this, this shit was actually kind of good." I kind of want to subscribe to this again. <laughs> That's what I'd be hoping for. She put you on auto pay. <laughs> yeah, she actually put me on auto pay for real. Uh, it was uh, I had like a smorgasbord of ass that summer off of that one payment. Smorgas. Yeah, wow. she 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 not only did she give it to me, but she brought a friend along with her to enjoy the ride as well. Mm. Great times living downtown at that mm. time. So shout out to who knows. She she know who she is, um, yeah man. So I like I said, I, I want to definitely come back and revisit that. Let me give so, you my answer. Oh yeah yeah yeah, no doubt. Uh because I really want to answer this question too. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've met several women in my time, and I've known several women who looked at it not as prostitution but pimping. Hmm. Because they are getting something done that they need done in order for them to get something done. You know what I'm saying? So instead of looking at it as, and I'm I'm looking at it, I'm playing devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. So instead of them being viewed as a prostitute, and and um, you know what I'm saying, they getting something done that they need done. Like I need my hair, I need my nails done, I need my hair did. He about to pay my bills, this, that, and the third. And all I got to do is uh, talk sweet into his ear, make him nothing about three minutes, and I can get all this shit done. Shit, I'm pimping his ass. And that's how her and her homegirls look at the certain situation. Of course, textbook, traditional traditional D-Rolls, I agree with D-Randall, it's traditional prostitution all day long. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's, the main, that's the main definition for it. I and mean, if you don't want to give ass, slobs and hand jobs go a long way too, bro. They, they, oh, yeah, they yeah. can call it pimping if they want, but I, I didn't I didn't know that the pimps get fucked too. Mm. Yeah. I'm just saying know, it, it's it is what it it's, is. It's a perception. I'm not shaming anyone. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if hey, guess what, y'all? If 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 I were a different person and I could make if I knew I could make a you know, a couple bills here and there and um and I had that ability back in the day or that opportunity, who knows? Who knows? I mean, you 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 use what you got, right? Mm-hmm. Use what you got. Sometimes, if you just need to to ride it out <laughs> to get that car note taken care of, I mean, there were a couple times where I wish I had other options for getting my car note paid way mm-hmm. back in the day. I'm just saying, and I want—I always wanted to be so cold to where I speak and make a freak skeet. So that has never happened. So yeah. I had like, to go to the pocket, like the old sample say. I don't know who the original, what original pieces came from, but the woman said in the sample, "You got to use what you got to get yep. what you want." To get what you want, <laughs> that could go either way. But uh, yeah, it's prostitution though, for sure. <laughs> It is what it is. Okay. So yeah, man. Hey, man. This this been interesting. Hopefully, hopefully next week we can get uh, the uh, absentee guests to come in and give their point of view on what they think prostitution really mm-hmm. is. Give their point of view on the questions that you asked us in Love Jones and uh, ladies and gentlemen. Please do not be afraid to continue to send your your questions for Love Jones to my man D Ray. Can you give them your Email address. Uh, that's my folks only son at gmail.com. That's my folks with an S only son at gmail.com. And we will continue bringing this funky shit each and every Monday, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are from Houston with Love, the most dangerous podcast on all real radio where we keep it dope and decidedly unwoke at the same time i am your man d rose wellington stackwell we are signing out 
And as I always say, every week, it shows the skies far and wide. Also, is your opportunity to be successful and be great. You guys have an awesome, awesome week, and we will be back. Hopefully, the ladies will come through. Yes. Drop down, bust it wide open, the show them what, it's, what it is. Show me what that work with. Uh, you I know, mean, if if you choose to, if, I mean, if, if you, you if you choose, it's to do not it. something that I'm going to demand of you. Yeah, yeah I mean, you I don't know, have any dollars to throw freely. At it's you. completely within your rights to yeah, decide yeah, what yes. you would like to do, man. Yeah. Wear what you yeah. want to wear. Come make it. I don't care. This is a safe space. We've seen many things go down in the safe space. It's all safe. Pineapples is the safe word. And cinnamon. <laughs> Y'all come back. <laughs> Y'all come back next week. Now you're here. Thank you. Yeah. Peace. You are now tuned in. From Houston with Love, where we give you a balanced perspective of arts, culture, and what's going on locally in the city of Houston. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter at From Hugh with Love. Brought to you by R.I.K. Numbers I Know at IllMatterMedia.com.